This past spring sometime, I, I watched a movie called Free Solo. It's about this professional rock climber uh, named Alex Honnold, and he is attempting to free solo climb El Capitan, this, this large 3,000-foot-plus-tall rock structure in Yosemite. And free solo climbing is a very dangerous, I would even say somewhat controversial form of rock climbing. Typically when people do rock climbing, they have a partner, they use all kinds of safety equipment, ropes, pulleys, harnesses. Free solo cl climbing is climbing by yourself without any of those safety equipments, those ropes and harnesses, just relying on your own strength and skill. And so it's incredibly dangerous because one slip one mistake, in all likelihood, probably means uh, a, a fatal fall. But anyways, as I watched this film, and they had incredible shots of this man trying to free solo climb up this mountain. It's basically a, a wall of granite. And you know, you would see him, he would be a thousand plus feet above ground, and he's literally hanging on by his fingertips, by his toes in certain places. And I had two overriding thoughts. Number one, this is amazing. This is incredible. And number two, there is no way on God's green earth I would ever try this. Because <laughs> not only would I, I mean, I couldn't even, I, I, I have a somewhat a fear of heights, so I'm pretty sure if I got to be like 50 feet off the ground, I would, I would freak out. But, but I mean, the, the strength and the skill needed to do this, it's, it's almost impossible. Now, I often think we look at the saints like I looked at this movie Free Solo. We look at their lives and we say, it's incredible, amazing. We also think it's impossible. It's not for me. I can't do that. Why do we think that? Well, because we're, we're sinners, right? We're broken human beings. We're very aware of our own fragility. But today we celebrate our, our patron saint, St. Therese of Lisieux, a woman who struggled with this dilemma herself. From a very young age, she had this intense desire to be a saint. She was also aware of her own weaknesses, her own littleness, her own frailty. You know, she, she wrote that she looked at the saints like these towering mountains whose summits are above the clouds. She thought of herself as a little uh, pebble of sand. She couldn't find a way. Uh, she was too little, too weak to ascend to the heights of these summits. And so she searched the scriptures looking for an answer to this dilemma. And she came to a passage from wisdom which said, if you are little, come to me. And this gave her some hope. That maybe her littleness, her weakness, her brokenness, it, it didn't mean that it was impossible to be a saint. It didn't exclude her from being a saint. That maybe God would somehow provide a little way for this little soul. And she continued to read. And she came across our first reading from Isaiah, this passage which it, it uses the image of a mother with her infant, and how a mother lovingly cares for her infant. And it uses this as an analogy for God's own tender care for us. And this too helped her to see that 
God looks upon us as a mother, a father looks upon a baby, an infant, utterly helpless. A baby's helplessness doesn't repel his or her parents from the baby. No, that attracts them to it all the more. You know, baby crying, that, that alerts his or her parents to come and help them. And so she saw that, yeah, she was weak. Yeah, she was fragile and a sinner and broken. But if she trusted in God, if she totally abandoned herself with trust to God, he would scoop her up in his arms and ascend to this height of the mountain of holiness that she was called, that we're all called to try and climb. The little way of St. Therese, trusting is essential to it. And trusting is really at the core of our gospel, even though it may not seem obvious at first, right? Jesus says, unless we become like little children, we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And little children have this um, complete and total confidence in their parents. Your little children look at their parents as the biggest, the strongest, the wisest people, the ultimate authority. If mom and dad said it, it's true when we're talking about these little kids. And that doesn't last, right? But when the kids are small, they have this complete and total trust and confidence in their parents. That's what we need to have towards God. This complete and total trust and confidence in God. He's made all of us to be saints. Holiness is not just for an elite few, monks and nuns, who spend their life in intense prayer in a monastery or convent. It's for everybody. It's the, the universal call to holiness. And so we need to trust like little children. We need to have the confidence like little children do in their parents and God. But it's a challenge, right? Because worry uh, seems to come naturally to us. We worry about the future. We worry about our jobs. Students worry about grades, about getting a job. You know, we worry about our reputation, what other people think of us, what they're saying about us. Parents worry about children, and when children grow up and their parents begin to age, children worry about parents. There is nothing wrong with being concerned with these basic human matters. I mean, we should be concerned about these basic human matters, but that concern can easily morph into a preoccupation, an unrestrained worry or anxiety that can paralyze us. And this can be a spiritual danger. St. Therese reminds us that we need to trust, confidently trust in God, who is our Heavenly Father, if God cares for the birds of the sky and the wildflowers of the meadow, will he not care for us as well? All, every one of the hairs on our heads are counted. So will he who began this good work in us not bring it to completion as long as we persevere? You know, this trust of St. Therese that she modeled, it's not a natural trust, it's a supernatural trust. And it requires faith and grace. And so to begin to imitate her, it, we need to first acknowledge our own littleness, our own brokenness, our weakness. Yet in acknowledging that, we can't give in to discouragement or despair. But in acknowledging our weakness, we need to do so with confident trust in the mercy of God, 
the mercy of God that can, in spite of our many sins and failings, heal us and make us into the saints he created us to be. And a good way to practice this trust is to make confession a regular part of our spiritual life, right? To regularly, you know, every handful of weeks, once a month, whatever it may be, come and confess our sins is a way of, of not just seeking God's mercy, but placing our trust in his merciful love, in his promise that he will complete that good work he's begun in us. Therese is this model of childlike trust that we're called to imitate. This trust that tells us God is real, he exists, he knows us, loves us, and wants us to be saints. And if we only persevere in trusting him, then he will take us to the summit of this mountain of holiness as he took Therese of Lisieux. I, I would love to end the homily there or perhaps even to talk more about this little way of St. Therese, which we really only scratched the surface on, but uh, there are practical matters we do need to talk about today at all, and these will require trust in God's providence uh, too. So today, before we knew that we were going to celebrate the Feast of St. Therese, we had marked it down as the Sunday where I would talk about the uh, financial state of our community. And, you know, you see in the pews today this annual financial report. So you can pass those to the middle if, you, if you're on the ends. And you'll notice that um, last fiscal year, the, the fiscal year that, that ended in June, we ran uh, a deficit just over $82,000. Uh, when we have a deficit of any size, that means we're eating into our savings. Uh, and so um, currently we have uh, about $103,000 remaining in our savings. And of course, uh, the question is, why do we have this deficit? Um, and there are really two reasons. There, there are a couple of reasons, but two main ones. Um, we did have some unbudgeted for salary added on in the fall of 2018. And then our, our focus program, which has been such a blessing to our campus center, uh, is, has remained underfunded. So focus missionaries raise their own salary, which is a great help to us, because for us to pay our four missionaries uh, would be extremely expensive. Um, however, having four focus missionaries on campus, we do pay uh, about $60,000 for. And that money uh, goes in to pay some of their health benefits. Uh, it, it pays for their training, and it pays for their, uh, the, the interview and selection process. So there's a graphic on the back of the, the financial report that, that talks a little bit more about that. You know, I know none of this is easy to hear, but there is a silver lining to all this as well. You know, I've said before how excited I was to get into college ministry, but what I haven't said is there, there was one part of college ministry I was not that excited about getting into, and that's fundraising. Um, I know every Catholic campus center is in a situation where it needs to look for benefactors outside the community to help support the ministry. And as much as I wasn't looking forward to that, frankly, a little anxious about that, um, we've been blessed so far early this year. 
You know, not only did we have a very successful matching gift weekend where we more than matched the Mendoza's $5,000 gift, we brought in almost $13,000, but this past Friday, or a couple of Fridays ago, we had a new benefactor uh, give us $10,000, and we have several more potential benefactors that we are gonna meet with this fall. Uh, my intention and plan is, uh, currently there is a deficit budgeted for this year. My intention and plan is to have um, that deficit gone through fundraising. You know, God has allowed us to face this financial difficulty for a reason, maybe to make us stronger as a congregation, to stretch us, to trust him all the more. For our part, we need to simply pray. We need to trust and we need to do the work God has given us. The same God who will, uh, who, who will help us to become the saints we are created to be will help us to find the financial support we need to continue our good work here. So as we continue with Mass, let's pray for the grace to trust in Him, to hope, to not give in to discouragement, and to do the work that He's given us to do.